Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua B. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, The Mystery of Comedy, with stand-up comedian Stephen Randolph. I have known Stephen Randolph and his wife, Chelsea Skidmore, for about four years. They are both professional stand-up comedians in Los Angeles, California, and they are both fantastic. Uh, they are also into the paranormal, uh, even though Chelsea gets freaked out by it a lot more than Stephen does. Uh, Stephen has actually been here to Las Vegas and gone out. UFO hunting with me at night. And one of his most popular characters is a parody of self-help gurus named Martin Martins. Uh, we'll talk about that, but <laughs> I find there's a strange overlap between comedy and an interest in the paranormal and metaphysical. You'll see what I mean. So I've been wanting to have Stephen Randolph on this show for a long time to delve into this mystery. Why do we even find things funny? And why do we laugh? Uh, and is there something mystical about it? You just never know where we're going to go on this program, do you? <laughs> so his website is stephenrandolph.com, and that's S-T-E-V-E-N-R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H, StephenRandolph.com. And later, I will tell you how to find him in various places online because he is especially active on TikTok and Instagram. So anyway, without further ado, here we go. Stephen Randolph, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Joshua. Happy to be here. Well, you know, <laughs> I have wanted to have you on this program for a long time. and uh, But for people who may not even know anything about your story, you've lived in California your whole life, right? Born and raised in Los Angeles, California. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the Griffith Observatory as we speak. Really? Yeah, over in Los Feliz. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about UFOs at some point in this interview. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Big, so, big time. Yes. But, okay, so let's start with the basics. How did you become a stand-up comedian? You know, I always wanted to do it. Um, it's something that I kind of had my eye on, and so I started watching some stand-up live, um, and it wasn't until I got sober uh, in 2008 you know, I was 28, kind of um, uh, newly sober, going, okay, what am I going to do with my time now that I'm not partying so much? What do I really want to do? And I was like, I really, really 
want to do stand-up comedy. I'd done it a few times, um, you know, just kind of half cocked and, and, you know, one too many in there. So I don't even really count that. And I was like, where do, where do I start? And my friend had started working at a comedy club called the Ha Ha in North Hollywood, California. And he said, he started doing stand-up as well. And he said, uh, just come over, man. I said, I'm really nervous. I kind of had this, I was newly sober. I had all these nerves and these, these emotions that I wasn't used to just being on the planet fully aware. And I was so scared to do it. And he goes, come over to the open mic and watch your confidence soar. Everybody sucks here. Don't worry. <laughs> and I and I went over and I went to the open mic and nobody was exceptional. It that wasn't the thing. It was it was the entry point to stand up comedy. So I went over. I watched a bunch of people bomb and try new things and mostly for the most part not be funny. And I was like, okay, at least I I, I feel comfortable doing this. So I went the next week and signed up and signed up at the Ha Ha Cafe open mic and and that's where it all began. I started doing open mics and. And the rest is history. I, I never stopped in 14 years. Tell us about Martin Martins. Martin Martins is my alter ego. I, I think I do a lot of characters on stage. And I, I, I do a lot of, you know, uh, yeah, characters on stage. But I think the only, you know, character that I truly do is Stephen Randolph, a character I built in high school to not get picked on. I, I really think <laughs> <laughs> the authentic me, like when I'm up there, you know, complaining about my wife or just doing doing my sets and stuff it's 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 real it's it's in my gut but like a lot of times i'm really getting along with my wife or i'm not that mad about traffic or whatever i'm talking about but i'm for some reason able to truly be myself in my other characters especially this character named martin martins he's a wannabe tony robbins he is a wannabe motivational speaker and and life coach and he lives in a broken down winnebago and he's losing everything he has but he's He's hell bent on helping you have a breakthrough, whether you know whether you want to or not. And so I started doing that at the comedy store where I was performing all the time. I I saw a Tony Robbins special. It was a, I am not your guru on Netflix. It was great, yep. and I cried during it. I, I was like another comic in the green room goes, "You should go home and watch Tony Robbins special." And it was a guy that was kind of a tough guy, and I never I go really, and he goes, "I cried. I dare you not to cry." And I go, "Nat, I have to go see this." I got emotional. I started tearing up halfway through and I thought, you know what? I wonder if I, I told my friend, I wonder if I bought a remote headset and put on a turtleneck and started healing crowds and having <laughs> breakthroughs instead of telling jokes, would that be funny? And my buddy goes, I think that would be hilarious. I go, I don't even know where to go. He goes, go to Guitar Center on Sunset and see if they have the, the thing. And so I walked in and said, hey, do you guys have any, uh, the Tony Robbins kind of styled headpiece my they go we have the exact one he uses it's 500 bucks so i bought it on a credit card i i borrowed my wife's well it's a, it, i still use it it's a woman's turtleneck with bell sleeves on it it doesn't fit me my gut hangs out i look insane and i put on a headset remote uh a, a headset microphone and uh i went to go check in at the comedy store and the sound guy goes oh man you know what you could do with this this is remote up to 300 feet from the stage. Why don't you start your set walking off on the sidewalk? So, so they, they cut the lights, hit a big spotlight and said, he's coming from Clearwater, Florida, Martin Martins. My friend made up the name in the hallway. He goes, your name should be Martin Martins. And I go, that's perfect. And I started my set like from down the hallway and walk in and everybody just started applauding like crazy. And I started healing people. I said, you know what? Your wife's going to come back. Your dog loves you. And I just started paying out the winds to people and hugging them and, staring at them awkwardly and everybody just started loving it and I haven't stopped and I'm actually about to pitch a TV show on it right now so really excited about that character you know honestly you are one of my favorite stand-up comedians and I love all of your stuff it's all hilarious but let me tell you that Martin Martins is such a brilliant satire such brilliant parody I mean like you just nail it and and the only way that you can do that is by understanding the real content because that's how you can make fun of something you have to first understand what you're making fun of right Absolutely. And that, that's so funny to say that is you also have to secretly love it. So yeah. a lot of these guys who are lampooning maybe political figures who they're not line, aligned with, you know, politically, I'm like, well, there's some part of you that likes them or thinks they're interesting or funny. You know, people always say, hey, do an impression of me. And in my mind, I'm thinking you're not that interesting. So at the very least, you got to have some kind of interest in the character 
that you're spoofing. And I definitely have a huge interest in Tony Robbins. I believe in what he's doing. Um, I love self-help. I love healing people. It's a little goofy how he does it. It's a little theatrical and that's kind of what I magnify. So I just go out there and sometimes I'll have the sound guy put a, uh, uh, put a spotlight on somebody in the audience. Like Tony does it. Tony will just stare at them for 45 seconds. And it's, it's so dramatic and it's so crazy that I'll just stare at somebody for two minutes. And after the, after the first minute, no one's laughing. And after a minute and a half, everybody in the audience is breaking down hysterically laughing for, I don't even know why. I don't know the science behind it. You know, we think of the example of laughing at a guy who slips on a banana pill. Uh, does that mean that with comedy, somehow, some way, somebody has to pay for it, so to speak, that, that you have to make fun of somebody, even if it's yourself? Is that is that necessary? I, yeah. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, that's that is a deep question. I didn't expect <laughs> us to go this deep here. You know, you're rocking me on something that I, I consider myself pretty, pretty versed in. Um, does somebody have to get hurt? I don't know. OK, no, but that's something that I thought when I first started it out in comedy, I was really mean either to myself or to people in the audience or to, you know, I did a lot of prank stuff and somebody always paid the price or was shocked or was uncomfortable and something that I've had to do recently, like I, I used to do crowd work and if someone would heckle me, I never had a problem with that because I came from a really mouthy Italian uh, family. So I would always have stuff to say back. And sometimes I would go too hard or sometimes I could tell the person that I was doing, you know, crowd work with crowd work is when, when an, uh, a comedian breaks the fourth wall and starts talking to the crowd in, in a live performance. But um, I would go, oh, man, that person really didn't want to be involved in this conversation. Maybe they got bullied into sitting in the front row. So now what I do is I look for people's eyes who want to play. I could just see it. I could smell it on them like, oh, this person wants to wants to have some fun on stage or, you know, in a, in a conversation. And especially with the Martin Martins character, when I mean as Martin Martins, the motivational speaker, when I say, hey, you need to lose weight or, hey, that, that girl's too hot for you or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're a real sicko because you just laughed. But, yeah. but nine out of ten, so a room of three hundred, there'll only be four four psychos laughing really hard, and everybody else is going, "Oh man, this guy's a jerk." So what I what I've learned with Martin Martins is my friend says you just want to pay out the win. So I'm just complimenting people in the in the most creepy, weird way, but it's still a compliment. You know, I'm like you have beautiful toes, sir, and I'll kiss them on the forehead. The guy's going, "What, <laughs> well, I, I, what, what are you doing? Can I massage your feet, sir?" And he's like, "No," but it's so yeah, it's making him a little uncomfortable. But it's not it's not I'm not saying anything bad about him. So so yeah, it, it those that it helps when someone pays the price. I think what I've come up with is that I'm an emotional stunt man. And if anybody's gonna be seriously uncomfortable by my art, it's gonna be me because I can handle it. And that's what I do. So so yes, I think a little bit, we're just like exper experimenting with saying crazy stuff to strangers all the time. When we come back from this break, I'm going to ask Steven, what is a joke? How do you technically construct one? I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Stay right there. There's more Joshua P. Warren coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Dr. Sky. Keep it right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. By the way, do you know what the Buddha Stone is? Do you know about the Buddha Stone Money Magnet and Happiness Kit with a 100% money-back guarantee? Go to thebuddhastone.com because you will not find this kit anywhere else in the world. We have some in stock right now, but as always, they are going to disappear any moment. So, Buddha is spelled B-U-D-D-H-A. Go to thebuddhastone.com. And now, back to my interview with stand-up comedian Stephen Randolph. So from a technical perspective, uh, what is a joke? How does it work? How do you construct one? It, what the, the, the easy thing for me, and I tell this to new comics, is they go, oh, I don't know what to write. What should I write for my, my first joke? If something makes you angry, if something makes you really happy, if you think something's annoying or weird, if you get a strong internal emotion, um, then that's usually an indicator that there's a joke there. And for instance, I this was back, you know, when everybody's watching TV all the time. Now it's always on your phone and, and we don't watch commercials so much. But when I first started stand-up about 14 years ago, yeah, about 14 years ago, there was always these athletes foot commercials and um soap scum commercials like 409 and, and cleaning commercials whenever they animated a germ or a bug it always had a new jersey accent and i noticed that and i said that to my friend in the car when i first started doing open mics i go whenever they animate a germ or a bug or a fungus on tv it always sounds like a new jersey cabbie 
you know who I am? I'm mucus. I live in your nose, you know? Or, so I went on stage the next night to a bunch of people, and I said, how come every time they animate a germ or a bug on television, it's always got a New Jersey accent? Everybody started laughing. So a lot of other people were like, yeah, that is true. I never thought about that. So if you feel passionately about something, uh, really strongly, usually annoyed, that really helped. The, the the collective of people in the audience who have had that same experience go oh yeah and there's something there's something funny about us all suffering or being annoyed with the same thing in terms of human evolution uh, every quality that we have seems to to be there because it serves some purpose so you've you've kind of touched on this already but let me ask you one more time what purpose does comedy serve does it rescue people what does it mean to you yeah, I, I like that. It, it, it rescues people. It rescues people. It connects people. It uplifts people. It energizes people and it makes people not feel alone. Yeah. And um, and I and I had a, 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 a 12 step sponsor one time when I was I was getting really experimental early on and I wanted to freak everybody out. I was doing like a lot of Andy Kaufman stuff and and I was freaking everybody out. And he kind of gave me a note and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And he goes, he goes, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but you might want to be a little more inclusive with your comedy. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's a comedy fan that does not do comedy. And he goes, you're in a dark, dingy club at a late hour of the night. And people are usually crawling in and sitting in the back because they feel alone and they're depressed and they just want to be uplifted. They're not going there to see you be super crazy and weird. Sometimes there's a time for that. But most of the time, people are going because they just don't want to feel alone and they want to laugh yeah. a little bit, man. And, and I was like, oh, there, so there is part of this job where I, I, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to create a nice sandwich for someone to eat. I'm not just <laughs> the, supposed to be throwing mustard on the wall when someone's hungry and going, look at that. You know, so like I think when you first start out, you're, you're just so nervous and so excited and, you know, unbridled that you're just making this abstract. At least that's how there's there's probably 50% of comedians are like that, that you're just doing crazy say, saying stuff to, for reaction because you don't, you don't understand the craft yet. So you're just saying buzzwords. You're not supposed to say you're, you're just being crazy. But then afterwards you're like, Oh, I, I do want people to laugh. So I think it's to energize and to, to give hope, um, to give hope in happiness and contentment uh, for people who otherwise don't have that or are struggling with that. So now, just as a, a quick comparison, uh, considering the world is a big place, uh, how do you think this concept applies to animals? Do animals really have a sense of humor? I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? I've thought I've thought about that a lot, and dolphins seem to the more intelligent uh, animal. Dolphins seem to primates seem to because if you see like um, there's videos of little chimpanzees in the jungle. I think you could just probably put this into the YouTube search, but they're, they're teasing lions. It's a deadly game, but they're jumping down and pulling lions tails and the lions are getting, or the tigers are getting so furious. They're trying to kill the monkeys and the monkeys are just jumping back up in, in the trees, laughing hysterically. And I think like that's comedy. That's high. That's risky, risky comedy, but they're doing it because they're bored and they're probably wanting to make their friends, their, their monkey friends laugh and, and all that dolphins knock people off surfboards. I have a little bulldog and he has a sense of humor. He'll, he'll grab me and fake bite me on the leg and then run away and run in circles and run into the wall. And he, I'm like, he's being silly right now. Like he's not, he doesn't just want my attention. Like he's, he's being funny. And so my dog, yeah, I think they do because I'm studying my dog too. I have English bulldogs are very moody, very wacky, but he'll just do crazy funny stuff. And I'm like, Oh, he's, he's being funny. So I believe that, yeah, uh, animals and stuff understand humor. Some some do. Cats don't seem to be too funny. They're not trying to play those games. I met you around four years ago at the Comedy Store, and uh, Chelsea invited me to be on her podcast with you, and then you took me on this phenomenal tour of the Comedy Store. Uh, it opened in Hollywood in 1972, 50 years ago. It is world famous and it is famously haunted. Uh, well, this show is called Strange Things, so uh, please tell everybody a bit about the paranormal activity at that place and why you think it is so haunted. One of the most haunted places on the planet. It's undeniable. You could feel it when you walk in. 
you remember the show Unsolved Mysteries from the 80s and 90s? I think it's got a reboot yeah. now on Netflix. Yeah. One of my favorite shows, that theme song still, if I hear that in adulthood and it's nighttime, I need to put all the lights on. Scariest fun show. I think that was the the precursor for me. It went, it went Unsolved Mysteries, then Coast to Coast a few years later when I got a little older. But those, those were my, my two go-tos. And Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack was just scary. And there is a episode dedicated to the comedy store that you could find on YouTube with, with, with Robert Stack talking about the comedy store. So all these comics from the seventies and eighties were talking about the crazy stuff. So I already heard the stories and knew that it was haunted. Um, and then once I got into the guts of it and started, I worked there for seven years, Brenton Biddlecombe, one, one of the, um, one of the comics over there who was kind of, who, who worked and did their social media and stuff. And it was there answering the phone lines during the day gave me the whole rundown on it. And that's how I'm able to give the tours. I, I, I love giving tours of the comedy store today, I, the, the tour I gave you, but there was, I don't know, uh, between a hundred and 150, pe- 150 people killed in the building in the forties and fifties before Mitzi Shore, who's Polly Shore's deceased mother uh, uh, ran it, I guess in the, in the, it's been around for a hundred years. So it, it had an illegal abortion clinic at the turn of the century um, and then it was Ciro's nightclub, uh, a, a mob run nightclub in the 40s, 50s and 60s. And I guess that's where they would say, hey, come over. We need to talk to you about some business. And that's where they would whack you. In fact, on these stairs that go up, that lead up into the, the sound person's uh, little little nest up there on the top of the main room. There's three different stages. Um, you could see bullet holes all over the walls. And so, you know, it's kind of been said that a ton of people lost their lives on those stages that that stage and so a lot of people have just died in that building and a lot of weird stuff has gone in that building my friend gypsy danny who who you met i, I introduced yeah. you to gypsy danny he did a walk through there and he you know he was telling me there's portals all over this place and there's he was seeing ghosts left and right and and um and so i had an experience there it's what's so unique about that club is it's open till three, four in the morning. Sometimes like if Chappelle comes in and stays on, you're open till four in the morning. So it's, it's more of a comedy hangout for it's an artist community too. So like everybody just hangs there and gets really intoxicated and has a good time and wildness. It's just really wild. Okay. I'm going to cut right there. And when we come back, you will hear Steven tell about this fascinating experience with something paranormal that he and others witnessed on the stage during a live performance and let me tell you if you can think of a famous comedian there is a 99.9 percent chance that comedian has performed at the comedy store and you know when i went there to do my investigation there was a point when i stood up on that stage and i'm telling you um it's hard to describe there is a portal of energy that is burned onto that stage that's so powerful that I think anybody would feel a bit disoriented. And that's why it's all the more intriguing that during the investigation that I did, when the, the only people who were there was myself, Stephen, Chelsea, and then at one point, I think maybe a couple of other tech guys kind of popped in and out. But, you know, we had the whole main stage to ourselves, uh, the whole, the whole theater to ourselves. And at one point, and I've told you about this before, we turned a special full spectrum camera toward the stage and actually captured something on that stage that was invisible to the naked eye. And uh, later on in this podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can go and see that footage on my website, as well as footage from Chelsea and Stephen interviewing me on camera for over two hours that same day. So um, (laughs) there's just so much great content wrapped into this particular edition of the show. And did you realize that comedy is such a mysterious and often paranormal, certainly mystical and metaphysical thing? I'm Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Hey. 
Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey everyone, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. It is ironic that comedy is surrounded by so much tragedy and so many sad and often spooky events, actually. In fact, uh... At the comedy store, I think it was maybe 1979, something terrible happened. Uh, a lot of the comedians went on strike, and one comedian climbed up to the top of a tall building next to the comedy store and jumped to his death. He committed suicide and left a little note uh, explaining that he had done it because of his relationship with the comedy store. Uh, you, you can imagine... These stories about that building just go on and on. So it's not really surprising that Stephen Randolph and others witnessed something paranormal on that stage after he had only been working there for a matter of weeks. So here is Stephen Randolph telling you what he saw. And I was there my second week um, running the original room. That's the room that everybody got their, their start in, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Letterman and Letterman had my job. Uh, Jim Carrey had my job. They were door people kind of running the rooms, checking people in and being security. So it's just, you know, all these people had this, this iconic kind of, kind of job. And it was really helpful. It taught me so much about show business, but my second week working there, I'm, so three showrooms are running at once. I'm in the original room. It's, 1.45 a.m., Jesus Trejo, a, a very funny comedian, was going on. I didn't even know him at the time. I know him pretty well now. But he walked on stage. There was me, a drunk guy in the very back, and three people up front. So there's four people in the room, but it just stays open, you know, all night. And um, they told me no smoking in the rooms, no this, no that. You know, I just had to watch out for some things and people can't vape too much. I, I would let people do it a little bit here or there. All of a sudden, about three or four minutes into his stand-up set, he's on stage. A huge, what looked like a vape, a ball of like vape uh, vapor was hovering over his head. And I was like, oh, someone's vaping in here. You know what? I'm new at this job. Uh, it's late at night. I don't really care that people are vaping in here. Who cares? You know? And the, the ball of smoke didn't go away. It just became more perfectly symmetrical. And I was like, I've never seen a vape ball, a, a cloud of vape smoke do that. It didn't dissipate. And it became a globe and it started rotating around the guy's head. It's 1.40 at night. I'd been working since 6 p.m. Man, I'd, I'd come from another job. So I was, you know, an hour 14 of working for that day. Heard so much comedy. I go, I'm going crazy. So the drunk old man that was sitting kind of in the back with me, like near the little set, our little uh, check-in booth. I said, Hey man, is that cigarette smoke or vape smoke? He goes, I don't know what that is. And he goes, he goes, I'm drunk right now. I said, I'm tired right now. I said, let's watch it. We watched it for another minute and it started rotating like a globe. So now you've got a ball of smoke hovering over the guy on the stage. I'm sitting there watching the guy on the stage, Jesus Trejo, and he you could talk to him about the story runs off the stage you don't leave your, your the show no matter what the show must go on he runs off and abandons through down the microphone and runs off stage and everybody's just freaking out in the audience and so i race in the kitchen where there's a kitchen where everybody kind of hangs out at the comic store he's back there looking like like he'd just seen a ghost you know and i said hey man uh steve randolph i don't know if we've met i kind of something weird happened while you're on stage and he goes i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it and I go, no, I mean, I got to tell you. And I go, a globe of smoke was hovering over your head while you were on stage. 
he goes, I didn't see the globe of smoke, but something was yelling at me from behind the curtains and everybody in the front row was, it was screaming at them and they were screaming at it going, what is it? What's going on? And it was screaming at everybody. I didn't hear, I was in the same room with the microphone. I, I didn't hear the audio and nobody else saw the smoke except for me and the old man. And so there was two levels of, what would you call that? Like senses or like they're like, I was seeing stuff that they, that other people weren't seeing and they were all hearing something that I wasn't hearing at the same time. And he was freaked out. He did not want to go back on stage that night. And we got someone else on there and kind of carried on with the show. But that was one of many things that happened there. You know, Stephen, oddly enough, um, my own journeys through paranormal research have brought me into contact with a lot of comedians. Uh, I actually shared a few moments on screen with Robin Williams in a movie. Uh, I wow. Did, yeah, I, I did an entire TV show with Rob Riggle. Uh, Murray the Magician here in Vegas, is a, he's a comedic mm -hmm. magician and he's a good friend. And Karen Rontowski is a friend, etc. So I have um, a lot of paranormally, you know, sort of, or, or let me say comedically oriented personalities um, that are also into the paranormal. And I even, you know, I like to crack jokes. And all that. What do you think is up with this overlap between comedy and the paranormal? I know exactly what it is. I'll tell you. Sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Comics are extremely sensitive and not just emotionally sensitive. We're able to hyper focus and see things and cracks in the foundation that other people can't see. It's incredibly frustrating sometimes because I'll tell my mom or someone, hey, that's a bad guy. You see the way he just kind of looked and they'll be like, Stephen, you're so crazy. And then sure enough, this person would be weird. I, I just, I know when something crazy is going to go down like three or four minutes before it happens because I'm like, I think, I think artists are super sensitive and high tuned. I think stand up comedians are extremely sensitive. We've all been traumatized. We come overwhelmingly from trauma. And so I don't know if that opens up some kind of sixth sense that maybe other people are blessed to not even have to use because they just just walk around blissfully unaware. But I think stand-ups for the most part have that sixth sense channel open and we're extremely sensitive and not only do, do fun observations and jokes come in and present themselves, a lot of other stuff does too. I've seen I've seen a, a UFO. I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, probably because I'm open to it and I believe in it, but I've had I've had quite a few uh, supernatural experiences and, and the same can be said for a lot of comic friends. You're right. A lot of, a lot of comedians um, experience that. You know, I think it also has something to do with absurdity. You know, there's something funny about getting abducted by an alien or a Bigfoot or, or having a ghost appear in your bedroom as the movie Ghostbusters so clearly demonstrated. So um, how do you feel about the absurdity of the paranormal and how that element connects with comedy? I, I, I love it. I think my, my two favorite things are, are comedy and paranormal activity. If you were to say, who is Stephen Randolph? It's, it's comedy, a, a, a loving friend and husband, paranormal activity, and, uh, and cold brew coffee. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know why? Because to, it's so scary. It's so, such a power, unexplainable power greater than myself. You have to laugh. It's so big to me. Uh, like my friend and I have gotten really, really into UFOs lately. And I always have been into them. And both he and I, we were having this conversation the other night. He's a very uh, successful musician. His name, his name is Casey, but his band is called adult karate. Check out adult karate, but he's really into supernatural uh, occurrences. And we both came up with the fact is it, same thing with comedy. It gives us hope. The fact that there's possibly some advanced, civilization in the sky that could possibly help us help us evolve it's incredibly comforting to me and it's 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 scary too at the same time and it's big and it's funny i it's like a nervous laugh almost so like the, the two are very connected for me you know seeing a ghost you have what are you gonna do yell at it you have to go if you if you and i john uh joshua were, were walking around and we saw some crazy ghost walk through the wall. I would probably start laughing after the initial, oh my God, go, oh, oh my, that's amazing. I have no words for it. I have to laugh. I have to have this emotional release because what I just saw was so big and unexplainable. I, I don't even know how to put it into words. So tell us about your UFO experiences. 
I, so I was outside. I was in Hollywood, California, right by the famous hot dog place, Pink's. My friend had an apartment, like, kitty corner to Pink's. So we're at, like, 6 p.m. There's still, it's, like, twilight. We're leaving a 12-step meeting. So this is five or six sober guys doing the 12-step thing. We had a 12-step meeting at his house. And so we're all dead sober. At least we, we claim to be. But for the most part, everybody there was, was sober. And we're all having cigarettes in the alley kind of kitty corner from pink's hot dogs just hanging out smoking i go to take a pee in the at the end of the alley and something told me to look up in the sky and i look up and i see a silver ball and i was like ah that's weird is that a satellite so i'm i'm peeing i'm smoking i'm just kind of looking at this ball and i go to look back at my group of friends who are probably 30 feet away from me and they're all looking up into the sky. So what are the chances that we all, you know, we're all kind of self-obsessed, neurotic people. And, and why did we all look up at the same time? But they're looking. So I'm looking at them. They're looking. I zip up my pants really quick. I race over to them. I go, what is that? And my buddy goes, I, I don't know. And I'm like, that's so weird. Look at that. He goes, no, 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 look at that over there. And there was another silver ball. Then my other friend pointed out another silver ball. So we we're all watching three um, individual silver balls go across the sky. And I thought, that's so weird. Then they zipped and joined each other into a perfect triangle and started zipping around that way. And then it shot into hyperspace. And I was like, that is so crazy. Came back, disassembled, did the little dance, zipped all around it like they were having fun. It was like a couple of dolphins out of a pod. And then it, they all collectively formed this triangle, shot into hyperspace again, and we didn't see them. I've been into UFOs since I was a little kid and unsolved mysteries. And, you know, every book I wanted for Christmas was a book on the supernatural. So I, I, I read that the black unmarked helicopters always come after a major sighting. Right. So I told my buddy and I go, are you in UFOs? And he goes, no. And I go, well, I am. And if this is a UFO, there's going to be some black helicopters that are going to come. Do you think the black helicopters showed up? You'll find out when we come back. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network and Strange Things. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And after the interview, I have some more interesting things to share with you. But now, the conclusion of my conversation with Stephen Randolph. He, he just saw some UFOs and he said... You know what? If those were real, I bet you some black helicopters will fly over soon. And, uh, well, here's what happened. And if this is a UFO, there's going to be some black helicopters that are going to come. Joshua, 6 p.m., center of Hollywood, right by Pink's. There's a line out the door of people eating hot dogs. This isn't a mystical, you know, edge of Area 51 thing. It's a very, uh, uh, just in the center of the city, very normal night. Um... And all of a sudden, Apaches with no markings on them came and combed our area over Pink's and over kind of probably a quarter mile out where we were watching this whole light show happen. And the the helicopters came out of nowhere. They were so big. The only thing that I've seen kind of almost as close to that is like when you go down to San Diego or Oceanside and they're doing the the military kind of tactical practices down there at like one of the one of the Marine bases down there. And. They were, I, they were huge, huge helicopters that were just hovering around uh, Hollywood. And my friend goes, how did you know that? I said, I read a book about it. And they, they just disappeared. And that was that. And it was so, it was so crazy that, that we had all talked about it. And it was the craziest thing any of us have, have ever seen. And then the, the, the most mystifying part to me is I didn't let it go because I'm so into it. But when I bring that up to the other people who saw it, they go, oh, yeah, that was weird. And they almost like don't 
even acknowledge it. They remember it, but it wasn't like they had kind of just forgotten about it. And so it, I don't know if there's some element to, to realms and beings that we don't understand that kind of, kind of make you forget or become uninterested, but I'm not one of those people that becomes uninterested. I'll never forget that night. And it was so weird to me. It was not only weird that we saw it, that the helicopters came afterwards, but it was weird that my other friends kind of almost just dismissed it a few weeks later. Well, Stephen, uh, the clock has almost got us. So before we go, please tell everyone how to learn more about you and your work. You know what? The best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm very receptive. I, if you send me a message, I talk to anybody. I'm a very friendly guy. But on Instagram, my handle is at Stephen Randolph 2, the number uh, 2. It's at S-T-E-V-E-N-R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H-2 on Instagram. And I put all my work on there. I'm also big on TikTok. So if you just Google Stephen Randolph TikTok, I should be the first one to come up. But yeah, I put all my all my videos and all my body of work on there and, and I'm going to be touring across the United States. So hopefully I'm in a state near you and I'll put that on my website, stephenrandolph.com. That's stephenrandolph.com. Um, but I put my, all my dates and stuff on Instagram. So I would love to connect with your fans. Well, as I said, you are one of my favorite comedians. I sincerely mean that, but you're also incredibly intuitive and sharp and you are one of the coolest people I know. So congratulations to you and Chelsea on your new child and my spidey senses tell me that your star is going to continue to rise and give you more opportunities to also explore the unknown so i have a feeling we have more adventures in store together so Stephen randolph <laughs> thank you for being on the show joshua uh, like always it was a pleasure man you're the best okay folks if you need a laugh <laughs> um that this is what I do when I need a laugh. Uh, well, first off, there are links to some of his social media. If you just go to stevenrandolph.com, S-T-E-V-E-N-R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H.com. But uh, I don't think there are links to all of it because, um, you know, he has a, he has a YouTube channel and I don't know if that's linked up there. You should check him out on YouTube, especially. But anyhow, he says he's most active on Instagram and TikTok. So, uh, his Instagram is, of course, uh, Instagram.com and then uh, forward slash Stephen Randolph, the number two, uh, or TikTok.com forward slash at comedian Stephen Randolph. So find him one way or another. Now, if you would like to see the, the footage that we shot when we were doing our investigation at the comedy store, this was on October the 12th of 2019. I had with me a full spectrum camera that was capable of shooting for you out there who are into to techno stuff, uh, 280 to 1200 nanometers. So it's able to see things that you cannot see with the naked eye. And at one point, I think I had handed it off to Steven and he was the one who might have actually shot this footage. I'm not, I don't know a hundred percent for sure about that, but he, uh, <clears throat> Whoever was holding it pointed it at the stage, and there is this anomaly on stage that looks a lot like what he described seeing in a way. It's almost like this violet vapor that's just sort of swirling around on the stage. Go look at that, and then on the same page, I just modified it so that after that, you can watch the video from that same day, earlier that day, actually, of Chelsea Skidmore uh, and uh, this is the Chelsea Skidmore show. But she had Stephen in there and Chelsea and Stephen are interviewing me on camera for over two hours about everything you can imagine. And uh, it's actually really not only insightful, but it's also, as you can imagine, you know, very funny and truly creepy at times. This is one of my wife, Lauren's favorite interviews that uh, have been done with me. So uh, all you have to do is go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P and you'll see the curiosity shop in the menu there. And you click the link to the curiosity shop, scroll down and you'll find somewhere toward the bottom, the word comedy, C O M E D Y. And if you click that, it will take you to the page that has both of those videos that you can just click and watch for free 
Of course, while you're in my curiosity shop, if you like this show and you you want to support it, do yourself a favor, buy yourself something cool, buy something cool for yourself or a loved one. And uh, everybody comes out a winner. Also, while you're on my website, I hope you'll sign up for my free e-newsletter to stay informed and get some for, you know, more free gifts. Uh, and you'll see how you can sign up on the homepage there in about two seconds at joshuapwarren.com. Here is the last thing I want to uh, to share with you. Because, as you may or may not know, I own the Haunted Boulder City Ghost Tour in Boulder City, Nevada, which is about 30 minutes drive outside of Las Vegas. And I have been working with the Chamber of Commerce there. And guess what? If you are a part of a bluegrass or country western band, or you know somebody who is, we have an amazing contest going on right now called the Boulder City Life Contest. I actually wrote and produced a rough draft of a song about Boulder City, Nevada, and we're having a contest to see who can produce the best version of it. And if you win, the prize package is amazing. You get a Las Vegas prize package with two free nights stay at the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa, including buffet, breakfast, lunch or dinner, uh, headliner showroom tickets. You get in, in Boulder City, $50 worth of of a bar credit at Cleveland's Lounge there. Uh, you can, you get to take the haunted Boulder City ghost and UFO tour with as many people as you want. Like it just goes on and on. So here's what you have to do. Uh, if you want to participate, if you want to create a song, go to bouldercitylife.com, bouldercitylife.com, and you'll get all the details there. And right now we're looking at a deadline of July 1st of 2023. This is uh, something I'm very excited about. I've never done anything quite like this before. Terms and conditions apply. I always have to say that. But um, again, this is this is really uh, this is something that is going to be fun for everybody. And I am so happy that we're able to offer some great prizes to people who do that as well. Uh, BoulderCityLife.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with my friend Stephen Randolph. I'm sure at some point I will get Chelsea on here because she has got plenty of wild stories of her own. It's been a true pleasure to meet both of them and you know, sometimes people contact me and they say, man, I just heard this show for the first time and I can't believe how much fortune I've had by listening to this tone that you play at the end of the show most of the time, which is called fittingly the good fortune tone. People listen to it every week and then email me and say, oh, this has changed my life. So here we go. I'm going to play it for you in just a moment. This is exclusive to this show. And what I want you to do is take a deep breath. If you can, close your eyes. Uh, it's okay if you can't kick back, relax. If you have a glass of water, you might want to put that in front of your speaker and see if you can charge up the water with this tone. It'll only last like 20 seconds. And then drink the water and see how you feel. Here it is, the one and only Good Fortune Tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.